is the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. The following contains mature subject matter, coarse language, intense situations, and is meant for an adult audience. Listener discretion is advised. An innocent mistake, a lapse of judgment, might seem harmless and insignificant. But oh, what chaos can be unleashed by upsetting nature's balance. Bleeder's Digest, issue number 14. She doesn't really like rabbits. For a heightened experience, watch the film on bleedersdigest.com. That's bleedersdiegest.com and on our YouTube page. This story is called She Doesn't Really Like Rabbits by Spider One. Kat was a pretty girl in her 30s. She lived alone. She had lived with her boyfriend, now ex-boyfriend. That didn't work out, but it didn't discourage her. Someone was out there for her, but for now it wasn't priority. Priority was work and family. In particular, her niece Lucy. Lucy was seven and at the center of Kat's universe. Kat had always been close with her sister, and when Lucy came along, that bond grew even stronger. She never missed a weekend visit and prided herself in her role as the cool aunt. So this coming weekend was no different, and as always, Kat needed to find a special gift for little Lucy. She wandered the aisles of the local toy store. Superhero action figures, Nerf guns, and Barbies lined the shelves, but nothing seemed that special. Kat continued to browse until finally something caught her attention. Out of place among the mass-manufactured standard toy fair sat a little stuffed rabbit. Only one, as if lost and lonely in a sea of plastic. Kat slowly approached the little guy. She stood in front of him and looked deep into his little black eyes and said, Hi. You look like you might need a friend. Back in the car, Kat drives with her new companion, securely seat-belted in the passenger seat. She glances over at him and smiles. Call sis. Kat commands. Her car promptly replies. Calling sis. Hello? Hey. It's me. How's it going over there? Oh, it's going. Is my perfect angel of a niece ready to hang out with her cool auntie Kat tomorrow? She's very excited. Yay, me too. Oh, I got her a very cute fuzzy bunny rabbit that she will love. A rabbit? Yeah. That okay? I don't know. She just doesn't really like rabbits. Really? What little girl doesn't like rabbits? I know. It's weird. She kind of freaks out when she sees them. Kat glances back at her stuffed rabbit companion and shrugs. Still looks cute to her. Okay. No, well, I can grab something different in the morning. You don't have to. I'm sure it will be fine. No, I'll get her something else. I haven't seen her in a week. The last thing I want is her crying because I brought this terrifying beast to her. Sorry. It's fine. I'll see you at noon. Okay. See you at noon. Bye. Bye. 
Bye! Cat continues on her drive, eventually making it home. She unlocks the front door and enters juggling a couple bags of groceries with a little white rabbit balancing on top. She puts the groceries onto the kitchen counter and gently places her little friend on a nearby couch. Sit tight. I'm starving. Moments later, she pours herself a glass of wine and begins to prepare herself dinner. She chops lettuce for a salad before putting the knife down to open the refrigerator and retrieve some carrots. Turning back to the counter, Cat goes for the knife, but it's gone. She looks around confused. It was right there a moment ago. For sure it was. Was she going crazy? She looks towards her rabbit friend who is still cozy on the couch. With a smirk, Cat says, Did you steal my knife? After dinner, Cat cuddles on the couch with popcorn, her rabbit companion by her side. She watches an old science fiction movie from the 50s featuring radioactive mutant men from outer space. She pulls the little rabbit close and gives it a hug and a kiss on the top of the head. Glancing down at her date and realizing it's been months since she spent a romantic night with anybody. She figured at some point she would start dating again. She just never thought her first would be with a stuffed animal. Oh well, at least he doesn't talk during the movie, she thought. As the credits roll and the earth has been saved from annihilation, Cat lets out a big yawn and clicks the TV off. Time for bed, little guy. Tomorrow you go back to the store. And just as the words leave Cat's mouth, there's a loud crash from the kitchen. Cat pauses in confusion. Her eyes widen. She looks to her friend, but he's no help. After a moment, she musters the courage and heads to the kitchen to investigate. With caution, she rounds the corner and peeks her head in. A drawer and two cabinets are open, and on the floor is the large knife that had mysteriously gone missing during dinner time. What the fuck? She mutters to herself. <sighs> I must be going crazy. Cat picks up the knife and returns it to the drawer. She closes it along with the cabinets. Letting out a nervous sigh, she shakes it off and heads to bed. In her room, Cat plops the stuffed rabbit down on the chair in the bedroom. She washes up, brushes her teeth, puts on her PJs, and climbs into bed. Okay, little rabbit. See you in the morning. Cat lays her head back on the pillow. She is still for a moment, then springs up and eyes the rabbit. It stares back at her from across the dimmed room. Don't look at me like that. It's not my fault the kid hates rabbits. Night, night. Cat clicks the small lamp on her nightstand off. The room goes black. She pulls the covers higher, turns her back to the rabbit, and closes her eyes. Some hours have passed, and Cat is in a deep, deep sleep. The house is quiet. Only the sound of her breathing and a distant ticking of a clock can be heard. Though suddenly a cracking noise interrupts the blissful peace and wakes her. Cat's eyes open. They shift back and forth nervously. She sits up quickly and looks to the chair that she left the rabbit on before retiring for the night. It's gone. Her face scrunches and her eyes squint with confusion, but Cat's too tired to care. She falls back into bed. As her head hits the pillow, she immediately senses something isn't right. Cautiously, she turns her head to the side. Her eyes widen and she is frozen in terror at the sight of a grotesque six-foot-tall rabbit man laying in bed next to her. Panic-stricken, Cat springs up, but the rabbit man is fast and grabs her, slams her back down on the mattress and gets on top of her. He grips tight around her neck. She punches and kicks and fights as hard as she can, but he's too strong. His hands squeeze tighter and tighter. He grunts and moans inhumanly as a thick black goo drools from his mouth, splashing onto Cat's face. Cat can't breathe. 
Her desperate gasp for air become more and more pointless. She expels one last feeble hope before her eyes widen and roll to white as death closes in. Her body goes limp. Suddenly she gasps and springs upright in bed. The rabbit man is gone. It's morning. Sun beams in from the gaps in the bedroom curtain and the sounds of birds chirping fill the morning air. It was only a dream. She looks to the chair. The stuffed bunny is where she left it last night. Innocent as can be. Cat shoots the rabbit a dirty look and springs out of bed. She stomps forward, grabs the little guy from the chair and heads to the back door of the house. Once outside, Cat throws the stuffed rabbit into the trash and shoots it a dirty look. She slams the lid shut and turns the head back inside the house, but blocking her path is a towering, maniacal fox man gripping an axe. The fox lifts the axe and swings. The sharp, heavy blade splits Cat's skull in half and she falls to the pavement. Her blood pours out and down towards the street gutter. She's dead. From inside the house, the sound of Cat's cell phone ringing can be heard. After a moment, the call goes to voicemail. Hey, it's Cat. I can't answer the phone right now. Leave a message and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Bye. Hey, it's me. Just calling to tell you not to worry about Lucy and the whole rabbit thing. Turns out it's actually foxes that she hates. Anyway, see you at noon. Bye. She Doesn't Really Like Rabbits, written and narrated by Spider-One, featuring L. Riot Fox as Lucy, Chrissy Fox as Cat, Michelle Carter as Sis, engineered by Tyler Connolly, production, sound design, and music by Chrissy Fox, theme music by Tyler Connolly, Chrissy Fox, and Trevor Shand. Bleeders Digest is created and curated by Spider-One, Chrissy Fox, Trevor Shand, and Lauren Shand. Subscribe on your favorite podcast provider to never miss an episode. Bleeders Digest is a presentation of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. It's the Bleeders Digest post show. I'm Trevor. I'm Lauren. I'm Chrissy. And I'm Spider. And what you just heard was episode 14, She Doesn't Really Like Rabbits. Who does like rabbits? I don't know. Doesn't everybody like rabbits? Easter rabbits? Chocolate Easter bunnies? They're so cute. Aren't they? They Peter Rabbit. What else is a famous rabbit? Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit. Bugs Bunny was a rabbit, right? Yep, that's true. I guess that's just by the nature of his name being Bunny would be a rabbit. Tricks are for kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Not for rabbits. This is the moment when everybody turns off the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, luckily I get to edit this, so we're good. Yeah. So the story was written by Spider One. So Spider, tell us how you came up with this story. Well, this story is a, a unique one for Bleeders Digest because this story was actually based on, well, the, I originally wrote the story for a short film, which we are also showcasing this week or this from this point on. So, yeah, so this is the first time that I'm actually tapping a source of, you know, something I've written before to uh, alter it for the podcast. So it's kind of interesting because we had already shot the film, shot the film a couple of years ago. And so then going back and, and realizing for the podcast that you don't have the advantage of all the, uh, the visual stuff. So you had, had to sort of retool it a little bit for the, uh, for the podcast, but I think it translated uh, pretty nicely for the, for bleeders. And so it's the short film stars, Chrissy. How did the idea of the short come together? Was it, 
based around props that you happen to have a bunny suit maybe or how did it come up yeah i mean generally that's how it works like whatever's laying around we write it you know it's like um but i don't you know honestly i don't really remember i think it was just it was around that time i knew i wanted to make a short film and you know it's sort of a tricky it's not unlike the podcast it's 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 not easy like i think people think that maybe because the content is shorter that it's maybe easier to do but you sort of have to you know get to a, an idea quickly and 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 have a cool twist and um but yeah you know to be uh, totally honest i don't really remember how the idea came about i mean it's really just a story about i guess it's a story about rejection right and then like what can happen you know even though it's all it's all you know I, it's it's all could be in this girl's mind. I mean, I, don't, I guess everybody's listened to it at this point, so it doesn't matter if I give away spoilers. But uh, yeah, so I mean, you know, this this girl, I guess, essentially rejects this stuffed rabbit, and it sort of unleashes hell on this nice woman who decided she was going to buy this gift for her niece. And so, you know, I don't I don't know what what do you, you know what do you guys take from? It? Is there a, was there a deeper uh, underlying meaning that you? you got from it? Cause I think it might be just about re- like the power of rejection. Maybe. I don't know. I mean that and loneliness, right? I think that this girl was really lonely and she kind of, you know, let this thing in and manifested and then rejected it. So I, I like, I like the lonely element of this story too. Cause I think a lot of people relate to that. I think it's about picky kids. Yeah. <laughs> kids are exactly. picky and finicky. Right, like it. <laughs> or isn't it interesting too that uh that, that, that actually if you you know once you get through it you realize that the little girl didn't actually have any issues with rabbits it was actually foxes so maybe it's really about parents not paying attention to their children <laughs> and listening to what they really are saying that oh, could be it yeah. that never I mean, happens I think we, can, we can relate to that all of us yeah. <laughs> And for any of the blood and, and gore effects in this, how did you do it? Did you have someone do it? Did you guys do it yourself? Yeah, I mean, this was this short film was the very first thing. I mean, you know, since this point, we've gone on to make a bunch of movies and some features and stuff. But this, uh, this, you know, she doesn't really like rabbit short was really our first venture into kind of DIY filmmaking. And uh, yeah, I mean, we really just did, you know, everything ourselves. We we shot it in our home and we made the bunny suit and I, you know, I, I custom made the mask myself gluing. I remember I bought this, I had this bunny mask and then I bought this rubber dragon mask and I was like taking an exacto knife and cutting the teeth off of the dragon and super gluing them onto the bunny and then painting. So it was like, you know, it was very like old school, just, you know, uh, you know, not unlike what we do still with the films, we just do everything ourselves. So, um, yeah, it was really just a test for me, you know, just to see if uh, if we could do it. And, it. and it turned out pretty cool, but we had nowhere. We didn't really do much with it. We just went to a few film festivals. And so I think this is the perfect opportunity, you know, to show it. And then also to have the alternate version, the uh, the podcast story, which has a little bit more uh, to the story. And uh, it's, you know, it kind of got me inspired. Maybe we could do this, you know, every six months or something, try and shoot a film for one of the select podcast stories. I mean, we don't, we, and we got plenty of time, right? On our hands. <laughs> yeah, none of us are busy at no, all. No, nothing going on. Nothing going on. <laughs> well, it'd be cool too, if people really write in, you know, what stories they're connecting with and stuff. Cause you know, maybe that would help us decide ultimately if we did decide to do this again, which one we go with. It's always great to have the listeners 
with their opinions and their thoughts. And also, did we mention that this, the short is available on the front page of our website and our YouTube, bleedersdigest.com, and obviously the Bleeders Digest YouTube, Bleeders Digest, D-I-E. Yeah, D-I-E, D-I-E. Speaking of listener opinion and uh, all that good stuff, Please, if, if you can, if you got a couple minutes, hop on to Apple and rate the show, but also write a review. It really helps the show continue to get found and to grow. And we appreciate it so much. There's quite a few now. I think people are digging it. Yeah, Most definitely. Five star reviews, which we appreciate, right? Yeah. Yes. Those are always nice. They make our day. How could they not be five star reviews? Really? <laughs> this one I- is from Stan MCK70. Great scary podcast, five stars. I recently discovered this podcast because it was advertised on another one, and I absolutely love it. These are not cheesy stories. These are well-written and expertly narrated, creepy, scary dramas. Highly recommend it to horror podcast fans. That's so awesome. Very cool. Thank you, yeah. San Mick K70. Yeah. And if, Thank you. <laughs> if you want your, your review read, you can uh, hit up Apple and, and leave us one. Yeah, yeah. We'll, read, we'll read one every time we do one of these uh, wrap-up shows, right? Or maybe two if we're feeling generous. Well, I did just pull up a really another really great oh, one. I guess we're Do it. All right. This one's from Dingo Warrior. Wow. Five stars, all stars. It says, this is the best podcast out right now, hands down. I won't pay for many podcasts. I'd pay for more of these episodes. So wow. Thank you. Well, let's start charging him. Dingo <laughs> That's him. <laughs> of course. Give him my PayPal information. <laughs> 2000 bucks a story. <laughs> How much are you willing to pay? Well, that was very nice too. Yeah, super nice. Cool, right? Like this is a this was a this is like a very interesting. This was sort of a big experiment for all of us, right? Like we started this, which seems like I don't know. Sometimes it seems like we started this thing yesterday, or in another time it seems like it's been five years of this because it's a lot of intensive work. I don't think people understand the amount um, of time that goes into this kind of podcast. So it's it's really. Uh, Really nice to hear some positive feedback because uh, I mean, in the podcast world, you're sort of it's weird, like you're in a vacuum. You don't it's not like playing a live concert or even going to see a movie in a theater where you you get that immediate feedback from the audience. So I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I sit and I'm just like, I wonder, like, what are people thinking? What are they when they listen? Which stories do they like? What are their favorites? Which ones didn't they like? Or, you know, so and these reviews definitely help. Just to close it out, do you want to tease? what's coming up on episode 15 sure sure yeah, yeah. okay all right which is which one that uh, uh that is head, head right yeah so this one's really special because we actually this is our first ever guest writer on on bleeders digest and we knew at the very beginning of this we really wanted to have some guests once in a while um who wrote a great story and uh and I had it submitted by this guy, Mark Steensland, who was the screenwriter for Jacob's Wife. And he's been an avid listener every week. He follows us. He comments. He shares every story. So I was very aware of him. He has a big presence. And so I was really excited when he submitted the story. And it's really great. I think people are really going to like it. It's gory. And it's kind of sweet at the same time. And um, it's about this homeless guy who finds body parts all over the city and he's basically trying to put them all together to find his dream girl. And it's very sweet. And I don't know, I, I, I really enjoyed it. And I think that our listeners are really going to be stoked about it. Yeah, it's a good one for sure. Very cool. That's episode 15. 
Coming up next time on Bleeders Digest. Thank you, everybody, for listening so much. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. 